Hello, welcome to another Bay Talk podcast, where we speak with local business and keep up to date with all things local in Sydney's inner west. Hi, I'm Caroline, host of the show and founder of Bay Talk. Special thanks to my son Richard for producing the intro music. Today I am joined by Sink Coulton. Is that how you pronounce your name? Sink Coulton. Sure is my seeing it and, and calling you Sinkus because of you've got Sinkus <laughs> on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because it's supposed to be the name of my business is Sinkus Session. So that's why it looks it's like really that on Instagram. I would be always calling yeah. you Sinkus. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse things, let me tell you now. So I've, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sinka is a local personal trainer based in the Des Moines Five Dog area. And today she is going to speak to us about a community group that she runs called the 440 Club. I'm so glad, Sinka, that you reached out because I really want to hear all about this 440 Club. Oh, thank you, Caroline. So what's the story behind (laughs) the 440 Club? Who started it? Where did it start? Uh, The 440 Run Club is a community-led group that was started out of Bronte by a fellow called Trent Knox. Uh, He and uh, Todd Labinskis, who might be well known to some of you here within the local community, founded the club, I think it's probably about three years ago now. So it started off very, very small in Bronte, as I mentioned, uh, just with Todd and Trent. And I think Trent would probably acknowledge himself that it was uh, during a period in his life that was challenging. And I'm sure most people can relate to um, you know, personal experiences that have led them to doing things that are slightly different. And he started just getting up every Saturday morning and running the hill in Bronte that might be familiar to many of you. Um, and he was joined by his mate, Todd. And I know Todd through my work, as as you mentioned, as a personal trainer at Complete Strength and Performance Gym in Five Dog. <clears throat> and... Uh, over the course of these last sort of several years, uh, the, the the group has grown. I think it started, as I said, with just the two of them. And in Bronte itself, it's, you know, you, you have well and truly over 100 people at some stage, you know, sometimes. Um, and then slowly over the course of those few years, the groups have been, uh, have been expanding. So... Uh, the guys have done, you know, uh, lots of great work on social media to bring it to people's attention because, again, it's it's a community group, it's free, uh, it's it was really it's really just been designed to give people an opportunity to do something really good for themselves with the support of the local community around them. So that's a little bit about the background. Uh, we're I think now close to about twenty locations around. Um, both Australia, there are three in the States at the moment as well. So I think it's just been through that word of mouth, through the connection within the community, the feeling that people have, I think, most importantly when they're moving or running, um, that's actually meant that it's it's built a bit of a life force of, it, of, its, of its own, if that makes sense. And through that, it's just become bigger and bigger. So uh, the Canada Bay area, which, as you quite rightly said, I lead, I actually um, have the support uh, and, I, and I lead it actually with two other uh, friends of mine who might be known to some of you in the community, Lucas Copagna and Joe Copagna. 
and uh, they're also trainers, but that's a coincidence. They both love running and uh, we set that up in would have been August of last year now. So we're coming up to a year and, um, and we have a wonderful core group of people and others who will dip in every week depending on what they have going on in their lives at the time. So the meaning behind the name 440, yes. I remember asking you, does that mean you meet at 4.40 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. What does no, that because that's, that's it pretty, that? pretty early. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think it's, it's a good question because it's a bit of a misconception. I think sometimes that can affect um, whether people decide to actually give it a go or not. It's not, four, we don't start at 4.40 a.m., you don't have to get up at 4.40 a.m. Uh, it refers to um, the length of the hill that's in Bronte so that the, that the crew run up. It's 440 metres. So, and essentially what each group has sought to do is to um, emulate that hill, if you like, in some way. So the idea of it is behind the, uh, the community group. It says run club, but really at the end of the day, it's designed for people of all different fitness levels, all different abilities. It's an inclusive community. It's really just there to encourage people to move and to do something good and healthy for themselves. Um, and, uh, and I think, you know, uh, the, the 440, the hill is designed to provide a little bit of a challenge. So I think, um, you know, uh, people can walk it, they, uh, they can run it at all different paces, all different, as I said, all different abilities. But the, the heel, I think, is designed to get, make it a bit more challenging. Are there many people walking and many people running? So if I was to, to, to turn up, would there be other yeah. people to walk with or am I going to be the one <laughs> people say, hurry up? No, I, will, I will walk with you always. No, it, de- <laughs> it, de- it depends who's there at the time. I think... Um, you know, we've had people who have walked with us and joined the group after surgery, so they're they're limited in their in their movement. Uh, they've seen it as a really great way to rehabilitate and to begin to move again with people that are very supportive and caring. And uh, we have people. I'm a plotter. I don't. <laughs> which which I think people would expect. Okay, someone who run who leads a run club. Is, is an athlete that, that's, you know, a really fast runner and I'm neither of those things. I'm a massive battler. Um, I run very, very slowly. Um, you know, outside in my own training, which is, which is different to the running and my business, I, I work hard. But as far as that goes, for me, it's just about moving. So, um, well, no, to answer. Sorry, no, you no to, answer, to answer your question, no, you wouldn't be alone. And, in fact, they're all different speeds. Um, and uh, I, I guess the way that another kind of misconception because uh, is, so we're based on the Bay Run in Dremoyne. Yeah. I think we were going to talk about that. But we're based, we start off at Dremoyne Swimming Pool and we, um, we sort of warm up by going across the Iron Cove Bridge a little bit messy at the moment but it's still very accessible and then I don't know how well you know there's King George's Park on the other side of yeah, the Iron Coach with with that you know that lovely kind of flying fox yeah that, yeah, that all our little kiddies yeah. yeah it would have gone on 
and there's a hill. I don't know if you can remember, there's a bit of a hill in that sort of space. So the idea of the, the, the group is that we do loops or laps of that hill. So some people have said, oh, I, you know, oh, I, I don't want to come and do it. I don't want to run 7Ks or I don't want to do the whole bay run. Well, it's actually not the whole bay run. It is essentially just doing laps of that hill. And we say to people, you can do one lap, walk the one lap, do, we aim for 10 laps. So, and that's very achievable with, mm -hmm. you know, at a, within a sort of half an hour, 40 minutes sort of block um, for those that are a little bit fitter. Well, it sounds so much less daunting because I was thinking the whole bay and I thought, oh my gosh, can I try and run the whole bay? I mean, I'm fine walking it, but to run the whole thing, but yeah. it's kind of just a small section that you can choose how many times you're going to do it. That's yeah. really less intimidating, much less intimidating to um, Yeah. It's, but so this is what I was going to ask you later, but it seems now would be a good time to ask, what's the culture then that you're trying to incorporate into this group? I think it's a really good question. It's um, it's an important one because I think the the, cult, the culture is all about inclusivity. So mm -hmm. diversity and inclusivity, and I think you know, um, calling it a run club is actually even even though that might be the ultimate aim for many people, that is actually not what the club is about. Um, it is around providing an opportunity to the local community to have a safe space to come and move and do something really positive for themselves. And I think, you know, I don't know if you can relate to this or if the listeners can relate to this, but I think there have been lots of times in my life where that have been really hard, really difficult, I've sort of fell into a bit of a hole. And, you know, I was thinking in the lead up to our dis discussion today, what, what are the things that really got me through that? And how does that relate to how I describe the culture of the 440? Well, the things that got me through that were movement and exercise. Yeah. We, know, we know scientifically that it's been proven to combat depression, you know, uh, improve health and well-being, all of those sorts of things. So movement, um, uh, relationships, so feeling like I'm connected to other people, which, you know, as soon as you're, you're involved in a community initiative, there is that ultimate sense of being connected with other people. And I think then finally, the other thing that I think that's made the difference to me in those really hard times is feeling like I'm part of something bigger than myself. And that's the 440 Club delivers on all of those three things, that three aspects, uh, really beautifully because, you know, you have, you know, I've watched people over the course of these, I don't know, nine, ten months now, starting off very slowly, you know, moving very slowly, becoming, uh, becoming fitter, losing weight, um, becoming happier, more confident in themselves. And, and not only, I think sometimes the initial, um, when people come in initially, the focus is, on, is, is quite intrinsic or it is quite internally focused, um, which, which is completely fine. And I think ultimately the primary motivator for most people when they start to do something like exercise, isn't it? Because they want to feel better. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed over the period of time is that, you know, people, um, people then start to look beyond themselves and 
and nurture others that are around them. So to encourage them, you know, by, you know, encouraging them, running alongside them or walking alongside them, um, being enthusiastic and, you know, applauding them if they've done one more lap, let's say, than, than they usually would. So I think in that way, it's, a, it's, it's very inclusive. It's very collaborative. It's very nurturing and, and, and people are just happy to be there um, and, you know, and do all of those things. It's great. You know, it's um, like you're saying, when people are seeing, are able to get a thrill out of seeing other people going beyond what they were able to normally do. And yeah. um, you know, getting the same satisfaction out of that as the person that's actually made that achievement is, that just makes it so, oh, that's just the good community thing, isn't it? That people are actually caring about how each other is going. Oh, it's everything. It's and, and particularly in this time, you know, with COVID, I think the really interesting thing for me, because obviously we've had to, you know, um, we're not training in gyms anymore. We can't as a, as a, as a community, as a 440 community run together anymore. But I think the really, I mean, I've been thinking about really how, how successful the club has been over the last sort of short period. It's not been around for very long, but what's demonstrated to me um, is you know, like this this COVID time, and you know I've been so um, overwhelmed with how connected people have been because of us moving together every Saturday morning. That despite not being able to physically be present together, people are still reaching out to one another. Um, we have a WhatsApp group. You know, we, we connect on WhatsApp, Instagram, et cetera, Facebook, and everybody has just been so incredibly supportive of one another, running, encouraging. And for me, that is, that is the ultimate um, indication of um, success. And when I say success, it's purely from the perspective of actually saying, look, here we have something that's available to the community that's actually touching the community in a really meaningful way. Do you know what I mean? It's actually, um, Susie Petrozzi and I, we did a, a little podcast um, the other day. She interviewed me and we talked about community and I said the value in community and, and realising how much people want it and we, we, we can see it by the hashtags that are coming out with the shop local, support local, love local, all of that. Yep. It's all about people reaching out and really wanting to make sure that we help everyone in the community. It's, yep. it's huge. It's it just really how much people love connection. And I mean, this COVID thing is absolutely rubbish. And I'm just, I wouldn't want to call anything a silver lining because the whole thing is rubbish. But mm. at least, you know, perhaps we've kind of woken up a bit to just how much we do actually enjoy each other and want to help each other. Yeah, I think it's it's been quite a, you know, it's a sobering time. It's for me, it's, it's and I'm sure many people can relate to this, it's really crystallised what what's important, how, mm. how little we actually need <laughs> to be happy. Yeah. Oh, and... Yeah. And that, like as you say, Caroline, the simplicity of human connection and the importance of that, and to know what it's like not to have it. I just can't wait to hug somebody. I keep saying, oh, I, I can't wait to hug Isn't you. It horrible when you see someone uh, and you get to say hi. It's oh, really hi. cool. Hi, it's terrible. <laughs> so yeah, and I think um, yeah, 
So I think it, it does all of those things and uh, and more. And I, I feel really blessed to have had the opportunity to have this part of my life. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's given me so much more than I've probably put into it. But it's just, it's just, yeah, it's been great. Now, on your Instagram posts, heaps of people put something boss or boss or what 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 is boss (laughs) (laughs) we're all bosses caroline (laughs) i think there's a bit of an interesting story attached to that that i might leave for trent knox one day to tell if you get to have a conversation with him but i think (laughs) i think the philosophy is pretty simple it it kind of it's it's you know i was kind of thinking about what what does that mean why do we call each other boss and how does i think I, you know, if someone calls you boss, I guess it instills within you a sense of responsibility and a sense of accountability, a sense of pride, of ownership. Mm. Um, they're all the words I kind of attach to that. They're my words. They may not be others. It I, makes I, sense. Does it that makes feel sense. right? Yeah. So absolutely. I kind of I go, you know what, you're a boss, but you're a boss of your own destiny, of your own priorities. I think, you know, one thing that I would say or that I've kind of noticed um, over, you know, both my kind of professional corporate career more recently within the fitness industry is that health and well-being are so incredibly personal and contextual. Um, they mean very different things to different people. There is no one-size-fits-all one solution to that. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, we say boss, you're a boss of your own priorities, your own goals, your own destiny, your own movement and your own health. And I mean, that's not the boys words. I don't know if they would agree with that. I've actually not had the conversation, but that's how I view it. What would you like, you know, just people that are listening, what what else would you like them to know that we haven't discussed? What would you like them to know? Yeah, well, what I, I think, yeah, I think that's, there are a few things I can think of. So, uh, the most important thing is that we're inclusive and it doesn't matter how you move, how fast, how quickly, what you look like. Absolutely. Everybody's welcome. My daughter comes and does it with me. Okay. Cool. You know, so how old is she? she's no, eight. eight. And we've yeah. had other children involved. Uh, you know, as I said, people who are coming recovering from surgery. So, in short, it's for everybody. Uh, what else would I like people to know? We, outside of COVID, we we move 52 weeks a year, rain, hail or shine. Doesn't matter what the weather's doing. I'm going to be there. And what day? What day is it? Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. And we are um, we're going to uh, run at 6 a.m. from now on. We start a little bit earlier, but I think that was probably we realised for our kind of demographic perhaps too early, 5.15 was when we started. We're going to start resume running at 6 a.m. in the morning. And part of, part of that uh, you might see if you spend some time on the 440 page either for Canada Bay because there are different pages, not primarily on, on Instagram. Um, there's, there's a lot of talk about starting in the dark. So the whole notion of that is it's, uh, it's, it is sort of the idea of starting in the dark. I've talked a little bit before about um, you know, experiencing periods in our life that are a little bit dark and difficult. And the whole idea is that we sort of 
you know, we're kind of notionally starting in the dark in a time where we feel like we need um, some space for growth or self-care or self-love. And as we run together as a community and as we finish our run, we run into the light. So, you know, it's, I, it's, 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 it's a nice, it's, you know, but I think the other thing is practically speaking, starting in the dark can often mean that people feel a little bit self-conscious about the way, less self-conscious rather about the way that they're moving and how they look and all of that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. So um, that's got the background to that. Uh, so 52 weeks a year, rain, hail or shine, 6am every Saturday, starting at Dremoyne Swimming Centre. And as I mentioned, we don't do the Bay Run, we just do laps of the hill at King George's Oval. And um, the idea of that, I think, is a, it's another important point is in doing laps, you never actually feel like you're last. So again, that also ties back into the, the feeling of inclusivity and community and running together so I mean you can imagine if you're on the bay run you start off you've got people of different abilities the fast runners take off and then you know there's little sinker at the end of the pack <laughs> plodding along left behind where everyone else is running <laughs> potentially I'm saying um but, but in this way I can be at the back of the pack with slower people or those who are walking you know, and, and actually not feel like I'm last. I'm still, I'm still with everybody. I'm still passing. People say hi. You know, um, we give, give, give out free bum taps as well. That may not <laughs> appeal. That may not appeal to everybody. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, just, it's, we're just trying to be encouraging and, and add a little bit of levity and humour to it as well. Now, can you just turn up or do we need to do, I mean, when it starts? So what at the moment, what are you actually doing with the... So at, yeah, so at, at the moment, uh, we just, we're running a challenge at the moment via Strava. So those who are interested in moving, if you've got a, like a, like a Garmin or an Apple Watch or something similar, you can sign up for Strava, which actually allows you to record your, your run or your walk or whatever it is that you're doing. And uh, there is a... There is the 440 Canada Bay Club on that. That's a way of being connected with the community um, whilst we're not running together. Mm. Uh, if, if you are interested, I'd really encourage you to hop on to our Instagram page or you, the Facebook. People know what the tag is. So what's yes. your So it's the underscore 440 Canada Bay, mm -hmm. one word. And, uh, and on that, we... We, you know, through the stories and through posts, announce what's going on. People will get a bit of a feel for the community and what we stand for and who's included. And uh, and that's probably the best best way. Follow us through that, and then yeah. as we as we start to um, as as sort of restriction restrictions rather begin to relax, then we'll start to make announcements to the community uh, about you know, the return of our, you know, one, you know, running, I suppose, yeah. or moving together. And it would be really nice if Canada Bay Talk could help us promote that too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely help you promote that. And I Thank think you. we might even bite the bullet and enjoy. Um, yay! And might come down. Yay! <laughs> Just a laugh. Yeah, sounds like fun. <laughs> awesome. I'd love you too. I'd love you too. Well, thanks so much. I think I've, 
I now have a really good understanding about what you're about because the 440, the boss, all of that sort of stuff, I was a little bit intrigued. <laughs> What's that all about? And it's great to know. So thanks so much. And I hope that people will reach out, give you guys a call and, and we see them down there on a Saturday morning when we're past this COVID time. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity to tell the community about the 440 Canada Bay. Thanks, Caroline. Really appreciate it. Thank you. See you soon. I'll pick you up if I have to in my car. <laughs>